Welcome back to another episode of Bed Letter. I'm your host, Christian Ashelman, and this is the podcast where we chat a little bit about our psycho-human brains, a little bit about our loony human behavior, and a lot about how it all fits together. So, here we are on episode 20. Thanks to everyone who's been out there tagging along. I appreciate all of you so much for taking the time to listen to me. Um, It really means a lot. If you're interested in more of my work, you can head over to cashleman.com. That's C-A-S-H-L-I-M-A-N.com. That's where I post to my blog. And I have a page there that describes the editing, tutoring, and mentoring services that I offer as well. Tied with that, I also have a Patreon that gives you access to the Bedlighter Community Discord server, uh, newsletters, and more. So again, if you can find all that stuff on my website, it's just cashleman.com. Now that's out of the way, let's jump right into our first topic for today in the news, right? Let's check uh, psychology news. The first one that I came across that I thought was fascinating, incredible incredibly incredibly fascinating um and i think you guys are gonna love this uh it's it, the title of this article is scientists achieve real-time communication with lucid dreamers in breakthrough so right out of the gate you know incredibly interesting title the image that is associated with the article is hilarious it's this it's this girl who's like flying above a city she's like hovering above a city with her arms out um it's very, very unnerving, very strange. But the again, the title is Scientists Achieve Real-Time Communication with Lucid Dreamers in Breakthrough. Uh, it was written by Becky Ferreria. Ferreria. And it was published on... Actually, this was published on Vice uh, on February 18th, 2021. So just a few days ago. And uh, <clears throat> starts off by saying... Humanity has been able to reach distant vistas such as the moon, the deep oceans, and the wild expanses at Earth's poles. Now, scientists have made a new breakthrough in the exploration of a very different type of frontier, the hallucinatory world inside dreams. So, uh, (laughs) I love how it starts off by comparing the moon, deep oceans, and now we're delving into the brain. This is a perfect, perfect analogy, I think. I like to say um, that for those of us who are born and living right now, we were born too too late to explore the Earth, but too early to explore space. And so, I mean, and that remains to be seen, but we were born just in time to explore the, uh, the mind and the brain, right? So anyway, the article goes on to say, an international team of researchers was able to achieve real-time dialogues with people in the midst of lucid dreams a phenomenon that is called interactive dreaming. So, okay, yeah, this is what lucid dreams is. Lucid dreams, a phenomenon that is called interactive dreaming, according to a study published on Thursday in Current Biology. So interactive dreaming is, so lucid dreaming, essentially, interactive dreaming is basically when you understand and know that you are dreaming and you kind of interact and change and manipulate things within the dream um, and kind of have an effect because you know you're dreaming, so you know you can manipulate things beyond reality because you know you're dreaming whereas most people would be dreaming and not realize they're dreaming as and and fully be sucked into their dream right 
Anyway, so the article goes on to say, participants in the study were able to correctly respond to questions such as simple math problems while they were deep in the throes of rapid eye movement sleep. The research reveals a relatively unexplored communication channel that could enable a new strategy for the empirical exploration of dreams, a study reports. I think that's insane simple math problems while they were asleep. Okay, so it goes on. It's going to tell us kind of how they did that, right? So uh, there are studies of lucid dreamers communicating out of dreams and also remembering to do tasks, said Karen Conkley. Karen Conkley, a PhD student at Northwestern University and the first author of the paper in Nicole. But there's a fairly limited amount of research on the stimuli going into lucid dreams. So they have done some research on this, uh, unlike interacting with people in lucid dreams. That's interesting. I didn't realize that before. I haven't ever read anything like this. This is, this is crazy. Uh, one thing that surprised us is that you could just say a sentence to somebody and they could just understand it just as it actually is, she added. They could understand the sentence you're saying and they're fully asleep. The implications of this are insane. If you could somehow train people to just get into this state, which people can be trained to lucid dream, right? So the article goes on to say, Conkley and her colleagues recruited 36 people to fall asleep in laboratories located in the United States, France, Germany, and the Netherlands with the aim at entering a lucid state in which the person was aware that they were in a dream. I love the way they worded that. They got 36 people to fall asleep in laboratories. <laughs> oh, sounds like an easy thing to do. Uh, the study included several experienced lucid dreamers, including one individual with narcolepsy, as well as people who were less familiar with this type of dream. Okay, so there is people who know how to lucid dream. There's people who don't know how to lucid dream. There's people who just literally fall asleep all the time and have narcolepsy. We've got everything here. It goes on. The researchers verified that participants had entered REM sleep by placing electrodes next to their eyes, on their scalps, and on their chins. By measuring activities such as brain waves and eyeball movements, movements, sleep experts can determine if a person had entered this deep sleep state. Some of the participants were asked to confirm if they were in the dream with a prearranged ocular response in which they moved their eyes in a specific left-right pattern. Okay, so that's how they're, that's how they're getting a response back right is by seeing people's eyes move left to right or uh kind of through a almost like morris code thing right like it's but there it's with their eyes moving back and forth um, these eye signals the article goes on these eye signals along with facial contortions were used as a means of communication during the sleep sessions for instance the researchers asked a 19 year old american participant to subtract six from eight while he was in a lucid dream and he correctly signaled the answer two with two eye movements from left to right when asked again he repeated the correct answer <laughs> that's an absolutely insane i don't like that's absolutely insane the implications of this is, is is bonkers. I mean, regardless of 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 how many or how few people do that, can do that, or can achieve it, the fact that it can happen, period, the fact that it's possible, is 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 unbelievable. Because my thinking is that is that sleeping takes so much time out of our lives, right? But it's it's absolutely necessary, absolutely needed. But if we could better optimize that time we spend sleeping and then we could multitask somehow and somehow learn or or absorb information while we are or practice information better yet while we are sleeping. I mean that's 
The implications of that is unreal. Uh, the article goes on. Roughly 18% of the trials resulted in this level of clear and accurate communication from the dreamer. 17% produced indecipherable answers. 3% ended with incorrect responses, and 60% did not provoke any response at all. Okay, so rough, let's review those again. This is the results, the percentages. Roughly 18% of the trials resulted in this level of clear and accurate communication. Oh my gosh, it's 18% of the people. Now, keeping in mind, like I said, they have some people who are experienced lucid dreamers. 18%, almost 20%, 18%. 17% produced indecipherable answers. 3% ended with incorrect responses. Only 3% were wrong? How do you know if they're wrong or if they're indecipherable? That's my question. I don't know if it says. 60% didn't say anything. Okay, that makes sense. That's crazy that it's 18% though. It goes on. It's amazing to sit in the lab and ask a bunch of questions and then somebody that, and then somebody might actually answer one. Cannot, conk, it's not canonically. Conkly, Conkly said. It's such an immediately rewarding type of experiment to do. You don't have to wait to analyze your data or anything like that. You can see it right here while they're sleeping. And I think that is that is actually a fascinating point. The simple fact that it's happening right before your eyes and it's happening at all, like I said before, is just astounding. And so like other research where you kind of have to wait till the end where you get the results and you get the stats, this is way more, way fascinating for the researchers because they can just see it right here, right now. It goes on to say, what's more, many participants were able to recall the interactions with the researchers after they woke up, with individuals reporting that the prompt sounded like a voiceover narrator or radio speaker that was clearly coming from outside of their dream. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. You can retain the information you're learning. That's insane. The retention is there. We've all had the... So the article then says... We've all had the experience of waking up from a vivid dream only to feel as if its fragmentary details are rapidly receding into our waking minds until we can no longer recount its events. That's a nicely written paragraph. Along those lines, some individuals remember different questions and answers after they woke up than the ones they received or gave in the dream, highlighting the difficulty of accurately reconstructing dreams once a person is awake. Yeah, that's that makes sense. As many as who are going to remember, there's going to be even more who have no idea, right? as to what happened while they were asleep. The team plans to build on the study with more experiments that will probe the possibilities of two-way communication with lucid dreamers. We've thought so many experiments we could do this. We could do with we've thought of so many experiments we could do with this, Conkley said. I think one pr one predicate that we're working on now is how can we optimize the procedure? How can we have this happen more? How can we have m people have more lucid dreams? How can we communicate more reliably? We have a lot of different ideas, she concluded, and we're excited to test them. Fascinating. I love it. I think that's so interesting. The possibilities and the implications of this of this research is absolutely insane. I mean, like I said, if you if there's some type of imagine if they can somehow develop some kind of uh, medicine, some kind of medication that you form into a pill. Um, or form into some kind of, I don't know, it could be in whatever type of uh, input method for your body, intake method. It could be a pill, it could be a drink or whatever. But you, you take it, right? And it allows you, when you're asleep, to, um, well, it allows you to fall into a deeper sleep, I would think, 
first of all. Second of all, it, it would allow you to slip into that lucid state of dreaming where you're more coherent and you're aware of your dreaming state, but yet your body is still in its REM cycles, which means, in effect, that you're still getting the health benefits of, of your sleeping, but you're also having the benefit of having a mind that's still somewhat active and and is capable, potentially, of retaining the information that is being taken in during this period, right? Like, that simple fact, right, right in and of itself is, abs- is, is absolutely insane. I mean, just imagine, imagine trying to learn a new language, right? Imagine you're trying to learn German or something, and you are able to go into this lucid state of dreaming, right? Where you are aware that you're dreaming and your body is resting. But then you, let's say you, you put on headphones or something and, um, the, the, so it's prompting you, you're being prompted from the outside world via the headphones, via some, uh, some application that's on your phone that's, 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 has some German words or English words even, um, and some German words that's, it's, it's, it's sounding into your head, right? And you're asleep, but you're lucid dreaming and you're able to repeat maybe, in your lucid dream, you're able to repeat those words back in, uh, in English or in, or not in English, but in, well, either way, repeat them back in English. So you, for understanding, so you can understand the German and vice versa, speak words in German so that you know how to actually speak the language. And this could all be done within your mind while you're lucid dreaming, or this could also be done verbally. As it said, some, some would sleep talk and uh, <clears throat> speak about their results that way. So really, what you can do is you could really optimize your amount of time it takes to learn something, right? If you can learn, spend more time of your day doing repetition, doing practice, and, and while at the same time resting, while at the same time retaining that information, I mean, the possibilities... And if we had a lot of people in a culture doing those things, the possibilities for the growth of that culture is insane. It's insane. Outrageous. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know. I, I, I saw this article and I, I love it. I think it's so interesting. And I love that there's people out there, there's scientists out there who are actually working on things like this. They're studying things like this and they're, they're learning about things like this. And more importantly, they're asking the right questions and they're asking questions that are interesting and, and kind of weird and seemingly impossible. But hey, look, you know, we're finding out more and more. You only know what you know until you know more, right? And, and it's a growing field. So. You know, I think uh, I think that's where I'm going to wrap up this episode. We're going to keep this, uh, try it a little different and keep this episode a little shorter. Um, but if you've enjoyed listening, be sure to follow Bedletter on whatever plat- you, platform you prefer. Remember that you can check out my blog and a whole bunch of other projects that I work on over at cashleman.com. Again, that's C-A-S-H-L-I-M-A-N.com. 
if you're super inclined. Um, I also have a Patreon where I have details about different services I offer in editing, uh, tutoring, mentoring. Uh, mostly that stuff is in regards to like English and writing and stuff, but other things as well. Um, feel free to, you know, as I said, all that info can be found all over on my website, cashleman.com. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I hope you guys have an awesome week, and I'll see you next time on Bed Letter. Bye.